Now it's time for the rural news with Monique Steele. And Monique, growers are being urged to stay vigilant in the fight against fall armyworm. Yes, they are. And they're being told to check their paddocks of maize and sweet corn in particular for the crop-destroying moth well into summer. First discovered in New New Zealand in March last year, the pest can chew through more than 350 plant species, which means it can be detrimental to arable and horticulture crops. Foundation of Arable Research Biosecurity Officer Ash Mills was out searching for the pest in Northland corn crops when we caught up with him. We've not we've not found anything that has overwintered from last year's populations, so uh, at the moment we're at zero. He says it's not the time for growers to get complacent because with new crops in the ground and warmer weather, the chances of finding fall armyworm are increasing daily. My advice will be to keep walking crops, uh, get out there and do some scouting, and pretty much if you go onto the far website, there's a lot of good resources on there. Uh, which will kind of help you identify some of the damage that we see from full armyworm. Uh, so if you do find anything, you can flick me uh, an email or give me a call. My, my details are on there as well. And then we can kind of help out. Ash Mills says there is a network of traps around the country, with more in Northland because the warmer climate there is kinder to the pest. Even if there was the potential that it, it did die out through the weather conditions this winter, with El Nino, we do have some good weather patterns that could bring a new incursion in from Australia. So those northerly and northwest winds potentially could pick up some moths in Aussie and and drop them off here again, which is a good reason why growers should keep vigilant and just get out and keep, keep monitoring their crops. That's Ash Mills from the Foundation of Arable Research. A Tasman farmer says losing 110 lambs to toxoplasmosis this year has been soul-destroying. The disease carried by cats is costing sheep farmers tens of millions of dollars each year. 88-year-old sheep farmer Lloyd Faulkner told Nine to Noon he's never experienced such high rates of toxoplasmosis on farm before, as he's finding at least one dead lamb each day. It's been a lambing from hell, to put it mildly. It really has. When daily you're going around the ewes and lambs, you've got a half a plastic drum in the back and the dead ones are going in it. You end up back at the offal hole to tip them in. It's not very, not very pleasant job. Mr Faulkner says his ewes have all been vaccinated, but the disease has overridden it. Took two lots down to Roger and he... He did the autopsy work and sent them away to the lab to be for it to be grown. And they'd said they'd never seen it so high. It just overrode the, the vaccine. Lloyd Faulkner says he has traps around the farm, but has only managed to trap two wild cats. He thinks the disease is also being spread by ducks who sit on the wastewater treatment pond nearby and then walk over his paddocks. So we, we've gone to fish and game, and they're quite happy now for me to keep the ducks scared off the sewage pond and we'll see if that makes any difference. That's Tasman farmer Lloyd Faulkner. Samoa's Trade Commissioner says the country is waiting on the outcome of the New Zealand election before implementing its new seasonal worker policy. Samoa is changing its seasonal worker regulations, partly due to skilled labour leaving the country, to come work in the horticulture sector in New Zealand. Fa'atu Itui, a pete Meredith, says they're waiting to, to talk to the New Zealand's government once they come in. Another component here, of course, is what the impact of the outcome of the New Zealand election would have on the scheme. 
So that's another component that we uh, are waiting on as well, as it may have a bearing on our final implementation. For Atu-Itui, says now is the chance for seasonal employer stakeholders to provide Samoa with feedback on the scheme. Although seasonal berry crops are flowering so well this season, a Southland grower fears heavy rain thanks to El Nino could hit the harvest. Prue's Berry Farm grows a couple acres of raspberries, boysenberries and blackberries on the outskirts of Tiarnau. Owner Prue Fraser says an El Nino weather pattern often brings lots of rain to the south, which could impact yields in the coming weeks. I don't think it's going to be a very good season because it's going to be cold and wet because we had such a beautiful year last year and everybody else was struggling and the weather system's changed to our crapo now so I don't think we're going to have a very nice season. You can't pick fruit when it's wet so you just have to hope for the best and do what you can. Definitely need some sunshine and some heat. Prue Fraser says the fruit's not quite here yet but flowers have arrived and should develop well. That's as long as there's no frost and the fruit should keep growing into the new year. A farming group promoting health and safety wants to explore what's driving poor mental health on farm. Mental health was a key concern for farmers in a recent survey by Massey University which looked at the urban-rural divide. Safer Farms works to improve health and safety and reduce injuries and deaths in agriculture. Chairperson Lindy Nelson says they're holding two events next week to see how diminished well-being on farm can be tackled. So there's been a lot of great work done on on what happens when we're not thriving, when we have poor mental health. But we really need to look and explore the root causes of harm that we can actually control. Things like our workload, our working conditions, time pressure, the culture we have on farm. And we've got to accept that farming is not a nine-to-five or Monday to Friday. It often involves um, our family. We can work in really isolated communities and we've got a whole different makeup um, in our rural communities now. We have immigrant workers. All of those things affect really uh, whether we are thriving on farm or whether we're just surviving. Lindy Nelson says registrations are now open for the Dunsandal event next Tuesday and the Palmerston North event next Thursday. And just lastly, those in the beef sector are being asked for their views on genetics and what tools they use to improve their herds. The Informing New Zealand Beef Programme runs the annual survey to track awareness, knowledge and help measure the uptake of genetic tools in the industry. Responses help shape the future of the programme. The survey can be found on Beef and Lamb's website. And that's the Rural News for today. Kia pai tora. Namahi Monique.